Hi, I'm Laura Brady, CEO of Concierge Auctions. And hi, I'm Chad Roffers, Chairman of Concierge Auctions. And this is Block Talk. Welcome everyone, and thank you for joining us for Block Talk, our first edition of our world tour, going through different properties that we have coming up on the auction block. I'm Laura Brady, I'm the CEO of Concierge Auctions. And hi, I'm Chad Roffers, Chairman of Concierge Auctions. And today we are joined by three guest panelists. We have Bill Guth. Bill is the agent and developer of the Aspen properties we're gonna be talking about today. Hi, Bill. And next we have Amy Kimball. She's our project sales manager on the properties along with Josh Holmes from our firm as well. So Amy, Josh, and Bill are each at one of the three properties that we have in Aspen that are coming up for auction. And so we're really excited to tell you all about those today. And then we're gonna close out after we learn about the three properties with information about how you as a buyer can register to bid on these properties, or if you're an agent, what that looks like as far as the process to get your clients registered. And I know we also have a number of our other clients joining the call today. So thanks for being on the line. We look forward to teaching you more about our properties and our process. So let's get started. I'm actually going to give just a little bit of information about our company. And in case you don't know who we are yet, we at Concierge Auctions are a global real estate auction company. So we sell properties all around the world through a competitive bidding process. And we've been in business for 12 years and so far have auctioned properties across 29 countries and 40 U.S. states. And in doing so, we've amassed a great network of agents and clients who transact with us and or watch the inventory that we're bringing on the market. So thank you all for being here. I know many of you may be already part of our database, which now includes over 600,000 contacts from around the world. And if you're not familiar with us yet, you can register on our website to subscribe and receive consistent information about auctions that we have upcoming. So Chad, you wanna give just a few of these quick facts about us? Absolutely, and you must left out one um, important point, which is our platform is an entirely digital platform. So when we founded the business 12 years ago, our vision was to facilitate or improve or streamline connecting buyers and sellers of luxury real estate and to do it in a more efficient and primarily electronic methodology we were a little bit ahead of our time in 2008, but as we all know, the world has really continued to come our way, whether it's the, you know, I call it the Amazon Prime world of, you know, getting what you want when you want it at the click of a mouse. And, you know, certainly in the world that we're living in today, especially, it's certainly been, you know, a, a wonderful thing to allow or be able to connect buyers from around the world, you know, whether they're in a specific geography in person or not. Additionally, one of the things that's very a core tenet of our business is we've never sold a property without partnering with a local listing agent. We feel like it's important not only from the standpoint of uh, maintaining and building relationships in the communities that we do business, but also we believe we get a better price for our seller as a result of partnering with the agent community rather working at the expense of the agent community. Ultimately, our process is about speed. Today, we're talking about the Aspen properties, but for all of our clients, typically it's a 60-day process from the beginning of onboarding a property to our platform through a successful closing. So it's an accelerated way to connect buyers and sellers. All transactions are contingency-free in cash. What that means is that if a buyer wants to do any due diligence, they can do so before they bid. We work diligently with our sellers and listing agents to make sure that there's ample diligence materials pre-prepared. Buyers certainly can do additional homework if they like. And then most importantly, as Laura mentioned, you know, we have a global network around the world and have great relationships with top tier independent brokerage firms and some of the household names around the world. Thanks, Chad. So let's get going. Let's talk about Aspen. So Bill, you actually have worked with us before as well. So I'd love for you to give a little bit of background on how you know us as a firm, and then maybe you can get into Aspen as like what, what's happening in the Aspen market. Sure, thanks, Laura. Thanks for having me on and for featuring these properties. We did collaborate successfully on a property in Montecito, California, another market that we are active in, another great luxury real estate market. And 
you did exactly what you said you were going to do. Brought us a successful closing with, within a short amount of time. Very professional across the board and brought a sense of urgency to the buying community, which is what we are looking for. And what I think is missing from luxury real estate in a lot of markets right now. Aspen's in, in an interesting place right now. We're definitely reminded that people want to spend time here. The luxury rental market is on fire. There is so much demand and so little supply. Everybody wants to be here, whether it be for a month or a year. I have never seen more people in Aspen in May in my over a decade living here. It's really interesting. Fortunately, we've had phenomenal weather this May, which isn't always the case, but summer has definitely started early in Aspen. As soon as the restaurants reopen, I think it's going to be more vibrant than ever. Obviously, we're missing some events this summer that we're used to, but I think we'll find our way around it. People want to be here to recreate and relax and escape the big cities and um, enjoy the weather and, and all the activities that we have in Aspen. Yeah. And of course, with the current you know market environment of a lot of people being sheltered in place or, you know, unsure of, you know, the dynamics of what may be going on in their home market, going to Aspen and like you said, renting a vacation rental sure sounds pleasing. And as does we've been talking to a lot of clients who are looking into changing their lifestyle. This this environment right now that we're in has everyone assessing, you know, do they really have to live where they're living if they can work remotely? Might they prefer to live in a place like Aspen and enjoy the outdoors even more than than they have in the city in their past years? With my friends and my colleagues, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends in the financial industries, uh, creative industries that have moved here recently. They have their kids in the same school as mine. They're figuring it out. They're, you know, they're working independently from their offices. They're commuting occasionally. Thankfully, in 2020, we have the technology, as we all know now, to make it much easier. So it's a reality. It's happening. And I think people are wising up to how incredible their life can be if they live here full time. Thank you, Bill, for that great overview of Aspen. Today, we're gonna to be talking about these three properties that you have coming up for sale, that we have coming up for sale collectively. Um, and we're gonna go through them one by one, but do you or Chad wanna kind of tee up the opportunity as a whole? I'd be happy to, or, you know, and then let certainly Bill and, and the team talk about the product. So, you know, as Bill mentioned, you know, Aspen, Colorado is a, just, it's a one of a kind place. We have the good fortune of doing business all over the world and oftentimes in mountain communities, but it's really hard. Aspen's really hard to beat. You know, it is, you know, globally recognized as just the best of the best. And I would say if there's a challenge in Aspen historically, it's been there's not a lot of supply. And generally speaking, you know, a lot of the new product is, you know, outside of town where you need to get it in your car and drive and you know big part of the my personal experience you know one of the amazing things about aspen is just the core and town and all the amenities and all the things that come with that and so i think what's really exciting about the three properties that we have today is two of them are literally in the core the other one is minutes from the core and um, that's a scarce thing so i think that's really important to point out additionally we have you know decided in conjunction with our seller of the three properties, one's being offered without reserve. That means it's gonna to sell to the highest bidder wherever it lands. Uh, so we'll talk about that. The other two properties uh, are being sold with reserve. That is certainly compelling. I have no doubt that all three properties will not will not be available to a, to a new buyer after June 30th. So great opportunities. And we're seeing it already in terms of, I had in fact, three calls today from people I know in and around Aspen asking me for my feedback and everybody wants the inside scoop. The good news is it's a straightforward, it's not a lot of inside scoop. It's we've got three great properties that are going to sell to the highest bidder in June. And I would dare anybody to knock these properties. They're really as good as it gets. But with that, we'll let Bill and the team talk specifics. Okay, and as we're talking, I'm also going to show the, our website with phot photography of each property as we go through it. So this will give you an experience of if you're also navigating the site on your own after this call, how to go about that. So let's get started with 322 East Bleecker. Josh, are you at Bleecker? Yes, absolutely. I'm at Bleecker right now, um, just okay. a block away from Main Street. So you have amazing privacy at this place. We have seven and a half baths here with six beds. So plenty of space for guests. It's a modern construction, new construction as well. Built with partnership with S2 Architects did it. S2 Architects is actually located in Aspen and did an amazing job here. 
We've Boffy throughout the bathrooms and kitchen. It's really a gorgeous property, amazing views of Red Mound and Aspen, a roof deck. I mean, it has everything you'll ever need here. Plenty of square footage. We have four bedrooms below ground, and then we have two above. Amazing master suite with, I mean, Red Mountain views and Aspen. So it's an amazing property. Bill, when you when you saw this, you know, opportunity, once again, land is so hard to come by in Aspen. What drew you to this property, the location? And I've had a chance to see all three properties. I'm not supposed to have a, a favorite, but I kind of like this one a lot. Want to give us some insight, Bill? Sure. Location, location, location on this one. Uh, we actually land banked this property for almost 10 years before we built on it. You know, you cannot beat the proximity. It's triple A plus proximity to everything you want in Aspen. Every restaurant name that you know from Matsuhisa to Cash Cash, Pinions is, as one of our neighbors has cheekily said to me, is stumbling distance away. But you can also walk to the gondola. All of your favorite stores are around the corner. Art Museum, John Denver Sanctuary, Rio Grand Park, it's all at your doorstep. It couldn't be more central, couldn't be easier. It's right at the intersection of the West End, which is one of my favorite residential neighborhoods in Aspen and the neighborhood that I've developed in most. It's at the intersection of the West End and the core. So really checks all the boxes in terms of location. Wonderful. And this one was previously listed for $20 million. So let's move next to the West Hallam Street property. This is the one that does not have a reserve and it was previously listed for $22.9 million. And I would, I would just add one thing before we get certainly commentary and Amy's at the property now. So we'll let her and Bill, but you know, one of the things that's also this property, I was in Aspen on March 11th and Bill and I had tentatively scheduled to, to connect. If I remember correctly, I mean, literally it was the final day of putting the finishing touches on the property and furnishings were going in. This is freshly completed. It gives you that new car smell, if you want to call it that. It's brand new. It's stunning and extraordinary. So I say I like the other one, but now I'm looking at the pictures and this is pretty sweet too, I guess is the, the bottom line, but would love to hear Amy's feedback and, and Bill. Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm here now at the property. And what I think this property, how it stands out from the other offerings, which as you said, Chad, are all magnificent, is that this is a little piece of Aspen history because you have an 1890s Victorian farmhouse on the front that Bill has masterfully renovated and then attached this modern dwelling in the back. So you have a little piece of Aspen history, the all the amenities of modern day luxury living that you would expect from the appliances, the boffy cabinetry and millwork again, the game room. You have four above grade bedrooms here in the West End. It's really unheard of. Most people have to obtain their square footage subterranean, which we do have some bedrooms downstairs here too, three. But it's just a perfect blend of old meeting new and it's incredibly laid out to offer privacy fabulous views. We have another rooftop deck here with Ajax views as well. So it's just a fabulous family home or entertaining home. It's a little bit of everything and it's it's light and bright in here. So it has a different feel from the other products. So it's much more, um, it's a little softer. I think Bill said in one of his other videos or interviews. So it's very warm, it's soft, it's inviting, extremely comfortable and the pinnacle of luxury here. Great. Yes. And Amy alluded to, to Bill's videos. Right now, we're lucky to have him in real life, I, would, I guess I would say, or it's more in real life than watching a video, even though we're still on the internet. But we do have videography of all these properties also on the website. You can watch where the properties are located from aerial views in Aspen, the lifestyle of Aspen, as well as Bill giving more commentary about each property. The only thing that I would add to Amy and Josh's amazing description of those two houses is that both are brand new. They've never been rented, never been slept in. Showers are fresh and never used. Literally move in ready, turnkey homes. And I'm sitting at 1055 Stage Road on the majestic Maroon Creek. Hopefully you can see that in the background right now. The favorite words that I've come up with to describe this location is that it's the perfect Aspen location that nobody ever knew existed, which is one of the things that drew my partner to acquire this land about 15 years ago and, and build his home here. The location's incredible. It's steps from the Maroon Creek Club. It's only a five minute drive to the core, but you have four and a half acres of ultimate privacy right on a bend in the Maroon Creek. Exposure from every bedroom, every public entertaining space in the house to Maroon Creek. And particularly right now in the spring, the river's just roaring, incredible serenity and tranquility from that sound and sight of the river. 
the overall aesthetic of this house is Americana, Ralph Lauren, um, American rustic type of feel. The core of the home is a 1950s local architect's cabin that he designed and constructed himself. And we have completely gut renovated that structure and added on two wings along with a caretaker's unit over the course of the last 10 years or so. So there's eight bedrooms in the main house. There's an additional bedroom above a second two-car garage in the caretaker's unit. There's so much room for you, your family, and your guests to spread out in the different wings of the house. I wouldn't be surprised to hear people say that they didn't realize there were other people staying in this house when they were here. Very true. And I agree. I've I've spent a lot of time in Aspen over the last decade, and I had no clue that this street existed. In fact, when I was like in my head, I was staying at the Nell and Little Nell and was going to go drive to see the property meet Bill. And I was thinking in my head, I got to get moving. It's going to take me 30 minutes to get to get to the property because, you know, I have this, it's, you see by the pictures, I mean, it's, it's space and privacy and acreage. And literally I was there early. It took me three, four minutes from, from town. And I was shocked. You know, and then the other thing, particular for those, Bill, do you want to speak a little bit about Maroon Creek for people who aren't familiar with or are familiar with Aspen or aren't, but, you know, what that's all about and why that's so special, both in terms of proximity to this, but just the club itself? Sure. So Maroon Creek is one of, I believe, three of the primary tributaries to the Roaring Fork River that that come into the Roaring Fork River, uh, which actually happens just downriver from this property. But it originates up at the world famous Maroon Bells, and it comes down the Maroon Creek Valley or the Maroon Valley, obviously passes right by this property and then intersects with the Roaring Fork River shortly downstream. One of the other things that I forgot to mention that I think is so unique about this property as compared to some other riverfront properties in and near Aspen is the exposure to the sunshine. You know, this is a south facing property. I have never been to another riverfront property in Aspen that gets this amount of sunshine. You can sit out on the the patio off of the kitchen and living room in February in a t-shirt. I've done it myself personally multiple times. The sun is so intense as we all know up here in Aspen and the orientation of this house both the way that the river intersects with it and the way that the sun hits it is really unprecedented. And build a golf club that's nearby. You talk a little bit about that. Sure. And one more thing on the river is because this is a relatively small river, as it said, it's called the Maroon Creek, not Maroon River. Very rare to see any kind of traffic on this river. I think maybe on the biggest flow days, you might have one kind of lunatic kayaker come down here but you'll never see a whitewater raft come by the property. Even though all waterways in Colorado are public, I've never seen a strange fisherman, fisherwoman fishing anywhere near here. The privacy is completely unparalleled. And Maroon Creek Club, I think is one of the most preeminent private golf and tennis clubs in the country. Incredible social network. Everything that they do is five star. It's literally up the road from here. You pass by the driving range in several of the holes as you're coming to the house. The home itself is not on the golf course, which I personally think is a tremendous benefit. You don't have any of the privacy issues or the errant balls that might be flying towards one of your windows. But having the amenity there, whether it's just a social membership to play some tennis or or to grab dinner with friends and work out, or if you're a golf fanatic, it's one of the finest golf clubs in the country. And your ball goes a lot further at 8,000 feet than it does at sea level. Yeah, it's a Fazio designed course, isn't it, Tom Fazio? That's right. Let me touch on one of the questions. This, the furnishings of the home, are the homes all being sold furnished? Two of the three homes are being sold furnished, 124 West Salem and 322 Bleecker. We do not purchase staging furnishings. Many of the pieces are custom made, custom collaborated, whether it just be the, the materials, customer owned materials, or completely custom pieces. Uh, we've worked with local designers on both of those for the furnishings and art and all of it's included. At the home that I'm at, 1055 Stage Road, being that it's my partner's personal home, many of these pieces are are heirlooms to him and, and very personal, and it is not being offered furnished. Okay, so as far as how to become involved in an auction, we actually have six steps that we will talk through here and then continue into the rest of the questions. So to get involved, Um, First off, first thing we talk about is figuring out when you're going to buy a property. Actually, this is whether it's through auction or otherwise. um, What type of lifestyle are you looking for? And 
for us, interestingly, a lot of the buyers that come our way, they're looking more for lifestyle than a particular location. So if they want a, a mountain town, they may actually be looking in Aspen and Vail and Big Sky. And so then figuring out the, the benefits of not only each market, but then looking for the property specifically that fits their lifestyle. So again, if they want you know, to be on a river, the, the one where Bill is right now being a good contender for them. And so watching, you know, what properties fit the life that you're looking to lead is important. But then next up, we talk about then like researching the market. Of course, just purchasing through auction is just like purchasing in any market. Almost every property that we sell, there is an agent involved on the buyer side that's helping the buyer get to know the property. We always offer a buyer commission for the agent that's representing the buyer. So certainly encourage everyone to talk to Bill or talk to you know your local representative if you wanna be involved in an auction to make sure that you know enough about the market and about the property. So auction basics. I was gonna so say Amy, let's see. she's way better Amy, at it than you wanna take this one? I like to describe it to people when you're registering for an auction and you're hoping to become the buyer of the property, when you're going through the process, it's like you're entering into an escrow before your offer's been accepted. You need to do all your due diligence up front. You need to understand our bidder registration terms, work with, either Josh or myself on these properties to become registered with our bidder registration forms and the various things that we require like a bank letter and a bidder deposit. All of these properties are being sold contingency free. Another reason why it's super important for you to work with your buyer's agent to review all the inspections and surveys and know exactly what you're getting into. Also review the purchase contract, which reiterates that all contingencies are waived. So officially to register and be eligible to bid, again, you will sign our bidder terms. You will wire a $100,000 refundable bidder deposit for each property on which you plan to bid, and you will provide proof of funds. And these properties will be closing within 30 days, contingency free. We also, important to remind you, we charge a 12% buyer premium on top of the gavel price for each of these. Commissions will be paid as though they were sold traditionally. So. Brokers are going to be paid if they had written an offer to Bill and his partners ahead of time or buy it at auction. Quick question, Bill, if somebody were interested in closing sooner than 30 days because they want to spend more time in Aspen this summer, is there flexibility to, to do that on one or more of the properties? Absolutely. Particularly on 124 West Hallam and 322 Bleecker, those we'd happily welcome somebody moving in tomorrow. That's what the purpose of those houses is, is, is to make them someone else's home. On 1055 Stage Road, we'd need a little bit of time to clean it out and prepare it for somebody, but I think we could do it in less than 30 days, certainly. And so to remind everyone of the timing specifically on these properties, the bidding opens on June 27th and it closes on the 30th or the 29th? 30th. 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 Closes on the 30th. And so with that timeline, you would be in the properties by the end of July, but with the with the other two, you could get in sooner to that point if you'd like to. Maybe even by the 4th of July, since we do run title ahead of time. And so it'll be a quick, can can be as quick of a closing as you'd like then on those two. Amy actually already went over the point of doing your diligence in advance. So we do have quite a bit of diligence materials already for these properties. And then if any inspections want to be conducted or any other type of research that anyone would like to do, do that before the June 27th opening of the bidding. Now, one important kind of point to registering specifically for the property that does not have a reserve is the fact that we're op we're offering an opening bid incentive. So developing your auction strategy for that one in particular. Chad, do you want to talk about what our OBI process is? Yeah, no problem. So one thing I would point out is, first of all, for many people, many of our customers, you know, are very comfortable buying and selling at auction. So it was really one of the original Points of starting the business that you know affluent people you know find auction houses like Sotheby's or Christie's or Cars at RM or you know wine at at Sherry Lehman or Sherry Lehman excuse me and um, so so they're very comfortable with an auction. Some people maybe haven't, and so we work very hard to make sure that our process is very approachable, very transparent, and so we primarily conduct our auctions electronically. And they, to Laura's point, um, for these three properties, the bidding will open up on the 27th of June and then close on the 30th. So during that period of time, if you're a registered bidder, 
what you can expect to see is first of all, you'll see at any given time how many bidders there are by paddle number. So that's number one. Number two is you'll see you know, what the bid history's been. So you'll see what other people have bid and you'll see what the incremental ask is. Very transparent, very easy to understand. Ultimately, our friends at eBay, I think have you know, taught the whole world to wait to the very end to do their bidding. And to a certain extent, that's the case. But I do think as it relates to if you have a strategy, a pro tip, if you will, or an insider tip that I would give people is be assertive. If this is something you want, go for it. Ultimately, the process is very transparent. So, you know, the high bidder is going to know that he or she, you know, certainly won, but they paid the, the fair market value for that property and they were one increment above the next bidder. So I think it's really important to emphasize that. And also at the end of uh, the auction during the last 30 minutes, if somebody is wants to have a liaison or a consultant on the phone with them, we have dedicated staff that can be on the phone with a buyer, their agent, their lawyer, whoever they want so that you know to guide them through the process and to make sure they have a chance to bid and certainly we so they can bid by the phone and or by their mobile device so i think it's important to, to point that out but once again developing a strategy you know if it's something you want go for it right i think that's really the number one piece of advice i can give people and you know once again the process is incredibly transparent so you're going to know how many people you're competing against and you're going to know what the other bidders prices are one thing that you're not going to one is to hear the day after the auction, you know, that the property sold and you wish that you would have been involved to purchase it for that price. So certainly we're, you know, aggregating as many people as possible to generate, you know, the highest and best prices for these properties. And so if, if you want them, get involved. The worst strategy is to not get involved if you want the properties. That's a great point. And I think in this case in particular with Bill and his team, they're experienced auction sellers. They understand what to expect. These are one of a kind properties that, that aren't going to be available July 1st, right? So if you want it, step up. I think with that and said, so certainly as Laura indicated in particular on the Hallam property, one of the things that the sellers and we've decided to do is we're selling that property without a reserve, means that the highest bid, regardless of price, is the property is going to sell. That said, certainly our sellers, you know, for an asset that's a $20 million, $24 million property, they want to, you know, have some degree of confidence around that it's not going to sell for an incredibly low price. So what the sellers are offering in this case is a discount to all buyers on their buyer premium. As Amy had indicated, we charge a 12% buyer premium on top of what somebody bids for the property. In this case, for people who submit an opening bid prior to the commencement of the auction on the 27th, they're eligible for a 50% discount on that buyer premium. So for property in this price point, that's a substantial savings. And so what that means is, is that if you wanna obtain that discount, you need to have your paperwork in, you need to be registered in advance of the commencement of bidding on the 27th. If somebody comes in after the 27th and they, they meet the criteria to bid, which is placing a deposit, signing the terms and conditions, and just pro providing proof of funds that they're a qualified buyer, they still can bid, but that opening bid incentive is, is no longer offered. So I would encourage you to take advantage of it. It's a great incentive. It puts the buyer in the driver's seat. Ultimately, at the end of the auction, the increments will be smaller than they were at the beginning. And oftentimes that opening bid incentive is a real advantage for somebody who has it. Also encourage you as a buyer and or an agent to ask our team, ask Amy or Josh to take you through how that works. It's something we're very comfortable with. We do it all the time, but don't be afraid to ask, you know, how does it work? Ask somebody to explain it. We're gonna show you a mathematical example here in a second of how it works in terms of pencil to paper. But I think that it's really important to, to take advantage of. I'll just use a, a, a hypothetical example. If the high bid for the property ends up being $20 million and you did not have an opening bid, the final purchase price for a buyer in terms of the check they would write would be 20 million plus 12%. However, let's say that a bidder submitted an opening bid of $15 million and then won the property at $20 million, they would pay 6% buyer premium on 15 million and a 12% on the difference. The punchline is the, the, more, the stronger your pre-bid, you know, the more efficient it will be as it relates to fees. And that, once again, I think it also is coming back to auction strategy, it positions you 
you know, with a competitive advantage over your competitors. And maybe another pro tip, we have a lot of repeat clients, both on the sell side and the buy side of our business. And a lot of times a first time buyer won't take advantage of the opening bid incentive, but the next time they buy a property, you know, they will take advantage of it. And so I think if I can give anybody friendly advice in terms of if it's a first time buyer, like I said, don't be afraid to ask for an explanation of what that incentive is, how it works and take advantage of it. You'll be, you'll be glad you did. Yeah. So if you're getting involved in, in that process and the opening bid process, Amy and Josh can calculate out what exactly the net numbers would mean for you with certain opening bid numbers. And of course, putting your best foot forward is the best strategy because it gives you the best credit at the end. With that said, we understand and experience that a lot of bidders kind of don't want to put their cards on the table before the auction. So that's fine too. But if you do want to take advantage of that, that is a good offering by Bill and, and his partner there. Lastly, we have a slide for going, going, gone, which is basically the actual auction experience. And we've touched on some of this so far. But the fact that you can participate in this auction online, and actually most of our auctions are conducted online, even prior to the you know, environment right now of us not being able to congregate, we've actually had a digital bidding platform since as early as 2010. So you can go onto our website, even now and start to watch you know other auctions if you're interested in getting to know the process a little bit more anyone can go and watch as the bidding is ensuing on any properties at any given time that we have live you only will get granted access to bid if you've gone through the steps as a bidder that amy mentioned to be fully vetted and be approved by our team to, to have that access but in the meantime you can go and watch bidding 24 seven from anywhere in the world. And if you are bidding, we have clients who have, you know, been out and about and using their cell phones and just bidding on their mobile devices, wherever they may be, or you could be set at your home in front of a computer and be more stationary. You can be on the phone with someone from, from our team if you want. But really one of the most important points of our process, I think in general for buyers is that it instills confidence in market value for buyers, the fact that you can see all of the bids that are being placed by all of the other bidders in real time. And so once you end up being the winning bidder, you know, knowing that you didn't overpay, you were only one bid above the next highest bidder is a good kind of carrot to the auction process for, for buying properties. So we will give you, if you're a registered bidder, a dedicated representative from our team, whether you choose to be on the phone live with them, or you just want to have their number. If you want, you can also be chatting in online as the bidding's going on. Well said. All right, I mean, ahead. we have processed over a billion dollars of bids on the application, so it's A hundred billion bids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so it's efficient and people love it. In fact, I probably shouldn't tell on a, a doctor who was driving from San Diego to Orange County, but Bird told me that he was bidding on in his Tesla on his screen and Tesla via our app. So yeah, there you have it. Yeah, when we were out and about, I remember a buyer who was at his kid's soccer game and bidding from the sidelines and we could hear him like cheering for his kid in the, in the midst of placing his bids while it was going on. We have about 15 minutes left in our hour here and I have a few questions that I'll toss around. We have a couple questions from Klaus. So he is saying, what's the point of having a non-local person of concierge auctions at the sales location and of needing um, concierge in the market if Aspen's booming? So the first one is like, let's talk a little bit about our sales project sales manager tasks that you conduct in addition to working collaboratively with the agent. And then secondly, let's talk about Aspen as a whole and why auction would be needed in a market that's really a hot market. I'll take this one. First of all, I do live here, but what has been very successful in our company is sending in project managers who understand the auction process and leaning on the listing broker to be the local market expert. So we really collaborate with Bill to know the comps, the market, the key players, and it's a really nice partnership because we can be the auction experts, how you get registered, how you compete, how you can be competitive, whereas Bill is more the property experts. And in this case, he really is the property experts because he developed, developed them as well. So 
it's a nice balance between the two. And I think it's been very successful in our company to send in, uh, as Chad likes to say, Navy SEALs. They travel all around. They're very familiar with getting the lay of the land quickly and getting up to speed. And they're tremendously uh, energetic and can just really tackle the market in a way that sometimes people, when you're in market, you get a little jaded with patterns and things like that. So it's nice to have fresh eyes on each property and, and again, bringing in the auction expertise. Well said. I mean, I think that you're right. There's Thanks. some people that are very comfortable with the auction process and they, they want to understand the real estate. And that's where Bill or the listing agent comes in. And there are some people who are very comfortable with real estate, but they want to understand the auction process. It's a true collaboration. And certainly I can, you know, let Bill speak to, you know, market conditions, but, you know, we're in the business of bring connecting buyers and sellers for the market price. One thing that we know about luxury properties is not all sellers are real sellers. And what I mean by that is, especially in, you know, kind of resort markets, high-end resort markets, you know, there are some sellers that say, yeah, I'll, I'll list my property and if I get my price, I'll sell it. And I think for buyers, sometimes that can be confusing and, and, you know, where there's choices in the market, but it's hard to identify, you know, what are the best opportunities and also what's the right price to pay for those properties. And so I think for our sellers, in this case, you know, Bill's in the business of developing and selling properties. So, you know, two of these three properties were built purposely to be sold and they're, they're, they're fantastic. They're brand new. They're amazing product. And for our seller, we're going to bring efficiency and focus. It took about three hours when we launched last week for everybody in town to know about this bill, I think. And so certainly locally, it's not a secret. And, you know, nationally, we're out bringing new eyeballs, as Laura mentioned. We have buyers. All We just closed. We're closing a property in Malibu today from a buyer who purchased something previously from us in Aspen, actually, and in Dallas. But we have buyers are new to markets and they know us for you know, curating the best product and working for sellers who want efficiency and are willing to let the market speak. So I think that's that's the why behind it. And we work in all types of market conditions, soft ones, hot ones, in between ones. You know, Aspen's, I think, one of the best markets in the world. I think that that Bill wants to get the best price for these properties, but he wants it done on his timeline. And I think that's a great opportunity for buyers. I don't know, Bill, if you have any other thoughts on you know why you chose to use our platform again, but for these properties. I think you hit on most of my points, Chad. The one um, compliment that you're not paying yourself is that you guys are some of the best marketers in the luxury real estate space I've ever seen. And that includes some of the kind of prominent national brokerages that claim to do what you do. But your reach is really exceptional. The database that you've built of people interested in properties like mine, I, I really think is unparalleled. And you have an ability to get those people to take action. And, and again, for us being in the position of being developers who are in the business of building and selling luxury properties, timing is important to us and we are interested in making some sales, interested in moving property. Yes, thanks, Bill. We have another question about why would a buyer need an agent for an auction? Josh, do you wanna take that one? Yeah, I can take that. With these types of properties, it's really important to have someone that's on your back and also following up with due diligence documents. I mean, these are very complicated homes when you're purchasing them and without an agent, I mean, you're basically walking in blind. So we really recommend to come in with an agent that has that local exposure, has that local knowledge, especially if you're coming in. I mean, we have a database of 650,000 plus individuals. So people are coming from all over the world and might not be familiar with the uh, Aspen market. So it's always great to have an agent there for you. And another great feature of that is it's being paid by the seller. So it's not, it's not coming out of your pocket and it's a great opportunity for you to have a backup plan and have a safe move. I think it's imperative that someone, when they're in a non-contingent transaction, that they have an attorney or a, a buyer's agent um, or a combination of the two. I think that's just wise counsel. Even for our experienced bidders, we've got a handful of them who choose not to be represented. It doesn't save them any money, so it's not a financial decision that they're making, but they're comfortable enough with our process to review the due diligence, but it is lengthy. You're doing, you're reviewing a lot of documents and you might not know some of the specifics to Aspen and surveys and codes and all kinds of things. So we really encourage people to find an agent and Bill can refer them to an agent. We can refer them to an agent. There's many channels to find a great agent to help you out. You hit on a great point. I mean, I think that 
our clientele, our, the buyers for these properties is certainly going to be somebody with plenty of financial wherewithal, but, you know, an educated buyer is your best buyer. And I think that first and foremost, you know, these properties are beyond reproach. They're outstanding. And I think the more educated you are as a buyer, the more you're going to realize that. So I think that's really important. I think the second thing, and we've been active in Aspen for a decade, and you know there are a number of agents there who figured out that our platform is a great reason for them to call their database. It's a reason to call them and say, hey, I'm not sure you know what you've got going on right now, but we've got a great opportunity and here's what's going on. And I look at the, the past sales and you know there are a few names that I constantly see who are bringing buyers to the table and earning incre incremental transactions you know, in cases where they didn't even realize that they had that somebody that that was, you know, maybe passively looking actually was really ready to buy. So I think as agents, you know, you're calling somebody with a genuine opportunity, very rare occasion where you have one top tier property, let alone three selling to the highest bidder, a seller who's got the risk tolerance to let that happen. You know, it's an amazing opportunity. Nobody's going to be offended by you as an agent calling them saying, hey, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but if you haven't, you got to check this out. So I think that's that's really important. And like I said, there's agents that I know of in Aspen that have done incredibly well with bringing buyers to our auctions. I think it'd be really smart for people to take advantage of that. Good points. Regarding bidders, how many bidders do we average for properties like these, Ryan says? And then another question says, what happens if there are no bidders? So let's talk about the average bidder count and then what would happen if, if there weren't any bidders? You know, kind of in, in maybe in some kind of lower end auctions or not a, as sophisticated of a transaction as this is, you know, people can show up with a check or personal check or whatever. So we, we vet our bidders. So we require people to wire a, a bidder deposit to refundable bidder deposit to a third party escrow, provide proof of funds, just to make sure that people who are participating are qualified. Additionally, especially with an electronic platform, every bid's tracked, right? So it's a very transparent, completely documented process. I think that's the second thing that, to point out. In terms of the bidder count, we average between five and 10 bidders per property. Actually, in the in the COVID environment that we've in, we've actually seen an uptick in bidding activity and number of bidders, in fact, have had the highest traffic to our website ever over the last month. And so it tells you there are a lot of people out there looking for real estate, especially special iconic real estate. In terms of no bidders, never say never. And certainly, and you know, Laura and I have been in this business a long time and we've done more auctions in the last 10 years than I think anybody else in the world, at least of this type of property. It's a really rare occurrence to have no bidders, right? And certainly in Aspen, I'm willing to bet, I like to wager, friendly wager with my friends and, and colleagues. Laura, it's like rolls her eyes at me, but because I, I, I do. I've had too um, many bets through the years with Chad. Yeah, and I love a good friendly wager. And I'll bet anybody, whatever they want to bet that we're going to have lots of bidders for these properties. The last three auctions we had here in Aspen, we had um, seven, six and six bidders. So we, you know, we've got a strong body of people who are already teed up, who are, who are recently engaged with it. So I'm expecting perhaps even more now that we have this caliber of, of property to auction. And I think that's important for buyers to know that these are desirable properties, right? And they're going to be able to get them for a fair price and a market price. Um, but we're going to prove the market value for all three of these properties real time. So if you want to know where the market in Aspen is, even if you're not a bidder, I'd be on our website on June 30th. I think it'll, it'll be interesting yeah. to watch. Watch it go on. If you are going to drop, then certainly you can go on our website and contact Amy or Josh or Bill through the pages of each of these properties. So do that, conciergeoptions.com. We also are continuing to have more webinars. We're having two to three every week. And the website for the scheduling of those is called blocktalknow.com. So next week, next Friday, we're going to be going to properties outside of Austin, Texas, Dallas, and Chicago. So we're doing kind of a central US tour. So anyway, go to blocktalknow.com and see if you want to continue to um, to share with us here online. So other questions though that I think, these are good ones that I think others on the line probably have too. One person says, an anonymous person, uh, if the auction starts on June 27th, but I want to purchase it ahead of time, so again, that I can enjoy it earlier, can I do that? 
Absolutely, you can submit a pre-auction offer for consideration by our seller. We need the offer to be consistent with our auction terms because what we don't want to have happen is have an offer derail our auction marketing. So that means that the offer needs to be non-contingent, still review the due diligence ahead of time, and we do stipulate a 12% deposit, just like our buyer premium. And that's also, by the way, you know, the, as I mentioned earlier, there's an opening bid incentive for people on the Hallam property who register early. You're gonna to wanna to take advantage of that. You know, occasionally people just being transparent, people will say, if this is gonna pre-sell, you know, I don't wanna invest a lot of time and energy into this. So that's another reason why we run a 72 hour auction process because one rule is once we commence the bidding on the 27th, the property will sell. So we won't shut the auction down early. If somebody you know, does wanna make an offer prior to auction, we have an obligation to present it and we will do so. Seller will consider that. The answer is yes to your question, but also for people who are not interested in doing that and, and want to bid, once we commence the bidding, then the properties will sell only via auction. So Chad, you, you brought up the opening bid incentive again, and we our team did put together some slides to show examples of the opening bid incentive. So we have the first example if someone were to not put in an opening bid, and then we have a couple that have different number of opening bids. So will you talk through this again? A question that came in was, you know, I'd like to learn more about the OBI and, and can you recap the calculation? Absolutely. So if you were the winning bidder on the property and you bid a 20 million at auction, your total purchase price would be 22,400,000. So 20 million plus 12%. The next slide would be an example. If you submitted an opening bid on that same property, you submitted an opening bid of 15 million, your total purchase and still won the property at that same 20 million, your out of pocket would be 21,500,000. And yeah. so it's a $900,000 savings. So your high bid was $20 million. The 12% buyer premium is 2 million four. And if you submitted a $15 million opening bid, the opening bid incentive is 6%. So you're gonna get 6% of that 15 million in a credit, which that's 900,000. So you've saved the other 6%, which is equivalent, you know, 900,000 also. So just by putting your foot forward with 15 million, that's what you end up with. If you knew that you'd be pleased to own it for 20 million and you submitted an opening bid of that 20 million, then your opening bid incentive credit was a million too. So you've actually saved a million too on that purchase. And Josh and I have calculators. If, if those questions were submitted by agents or people that want to follow up with us, we can really crunch those numbers for you. It does really impact your bidding strategy to Chad's point about the final five minutes of the auction. You touched on a little bit, Chad, about how the lack of travel with Corona has affected the sales of properties through our platform. Has it restricted interest? I don't know if, if Josh and Amy, if y'all want to speak towards these properties, I know we've had strong interest. I'll talk a little bit first about just in general, our platform, as Chad mentioned, our websites had more traffic than ever. A lot of people are consuming information while they're at home and looking at, you know, not only looking at beautiful pictures of properties on our site, but also registering to bid. We've had um, strong bidding traffic on the properties that we've been, been selling. And one thing for us is we've always had a component of some of our bidders purchasing site unseen, meaning that they haven't visited the properties before, you know, definitely that's been the case even prior to all of these shelters in place. And of course, it's even more prevalent right now. But the fact that we're well versed in offering, you know, again, diligence materials online, a lot of virtual tour capabilities, Josh and Amy are available every day as is Bill to walk through in a virtual way with you through any of these three properties one on one if you'd like to after this. So we've been doing a lot more of that lately, but we have sold a number of properties sight unseen that the property we sold in, in Soda Grande, Spain last week, I think we had seven bidders and five of them had not physically gone to the property. Only two of them had. Now of the five, a few of them had sent a personal representative to go see the property for them. That happens a lot too. If you know someone else in Aspen, you can definitely send them and they can go meet Amy or Josh or Bill at the properties. Oh, and we wear a mask and we're so, we're, distanced and you know seeking the, the best health like prevention measures as we can 
So Josh, what is your, your method for showings right now? For showings right now, um, obviously, like you mentioned, we are totally capable to give virtual tours. So that is one method. But right now we're doing by appointment only. I mean, we have three properties here and there's two of us, me and Amy. So we've been divvying up time. Uh, you can reach out to Amy or I to schedule an appointment. Like I said, I'm pretty much here every single day and Amy's going to be at Hallam or Stage every single day. So if you ever did want to stop by, just give us a call. Our numbers are posted on the website. Feel free to give us a shout. We can make ourselves available. That's our job is to be on the property every single day. If you want to do a virtual tour, we can totally make that happen. We have plenty of footage and videos that we can provide. And like Laura said, we have tons of due diligence and we can send those packages over you anytime. I mean, currently the Aspen Board of Realtors just requires one household to tour at a time. So open houses are not um, taking place currently, but we can schedule individual showings with one particular household touring at once. So we're taking all of those measures into account. And we have gloves and masks here. So if you need them, don't worry, we got them. <laughs> okay, so another question about what if the properties don't sell? They're going to sell is the first sell. point. <laughs> don't be, don't be the person. You, don't be the person that that thinks on July first that they're going to be here. That the you know the seller certainly um, is committed to selling. We have a lot of interest in these properties, and and they're going to sell. Yeah, I mentioned that before. That you know what we don't like to hear is from buyers after the fact that say that they weren't sure that the properties were going to sell, so they just didn't get involved, and they wished that they would have. Um, unfortunately, we hear that too often, so I don't want to hear that with this one. So calling you, Josh. People who registered a bid and qualified a bid, they didn't gain entry into our private client group, which is a pretty elite group of people, and that not only affords you ease of doing business with us on future transactions, but those people get inside scoop and updates on properties that are coming on our platform. Um, so you're the first to know. And, you know, that's something that I think people in that that group particularly like and just white glove service from our team, et cetera. So your worst case scenario, even if you get outbid, is now you understand the process and you understand how easy it is. It's fun. And going forward, you get the inside track on, you know, this year we're on pace to sell somewhere between 150 and 200 of the most iconic properties around the world in great places. So I would encourage you to, to get signed up. Question from Ravi. I'll end with this one. It's it's actually not regarding these properties, but asking if we have any auctions that are planned in the Asia Pacific region. We have had auctions um, in the past. We've closed out quite a few in Thailand, as well as what were some of the other markets that we mentioned? Asia Pacific, Chad. Thailand, Fiji. Our European, Middle East, and Asia team is actually a separate team from our US team. And they have a lot of new product that's also coming up through the pipe in the next few months. So Dubai. register register on our site and you can get all those updates. And if you are an agent asking this question, I'm not sure, but, but join our webcast next Wednesday and learn more about like the geographies that we're looking into expanding in. And okay. for those of you who aren't already subscribers to our auction alerts, I'd encourage you to do that. We've got a fantastic summer lineup coming. Great locations, Hawaii, New York City, the Hamptons, or Florida, you name it. We've got the best properties in the best places. So make sure you sign up and be the first to learn about them. All right. Well, I'll close us out. Um, Bill, thank you. Thank you for your partnership and your work with us already up to date. And we're like thrilled, thrilled about these three properties. They're some of the three that we're most excited that we've ever had. We love Aspen and Amy and Josh, thanks for the work that you're doing on the ground there. I wish I could snap my fingers and be in Aspen right now. It sure looks and sounds fabulous. Thank you so much, Laura and Chad and Josh and Amy. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thank you everyone. Thanks everyone for joining. Be safe, have a good weekend.